Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Project Hourglass podcast. Of course, today I am your host, my name is Sean, and I'm going to bring to you a special topic about what foods you should never eat. The reason why I'm talking about this, because maybe you've seen yourself see a lot of weight go down and you see it spike up again. And you want to make those avoidances from ever happening again. So in your head, you want to know, I'm never going to eat this ever again, and I'm going to make sure I stick to my diet. Now, if this sounds a little bit odd to you, don't worry, trust me. If you listen to this episode all the way through, you're going to gain so much more clarity on making sure you know what foods to avoid and how you can actually make your weight always go down. Now, before that, of course, um, as always, I want to give you a few life updates. So today we got my new ice bath and it was day one. So I, got, I set it up, I jumped in it, and surprisingly, it wasn't too bad. Now, of course, if you follow me on my Instagram stories, you probably would have seen this. And we're making a reel. You probably would have seen this reel by the time this podcast episode airs. But it was actually quite nice. So we're going to try and set ourselves a bit of a goal of trying to achieve 31 days straight of ice baths to kind of, I don't know, commemorate the year of 2023, me being 31. But honestly, I'm doing it for a few reasons. I can't tell you the benefits of it just yet because I haven't lived them. But from the things that I've heard, you have a better immune system. Your joints will thank you for it. Your skin gets a little bit better. If it's the right temperature and you do it consistently, it also gets rid of brown fat, which is a non-functional fat. No, sorry, white fat. And it keeps brown fat, which is the functional fat. So it can actually get you leaner too. Now, honestly, for my sake, I'm doing it for my skin. And I'm also doing it for my joints because I am obviously getting a little bit older and everyone makes that joke when you're 31, you enter your cryo phase. And I think I might be that person right now. So Nancy joined me as well. She actually had a pretty good time because she likes cold water and she just ended up like being a, one of those babies with the um, baby bath times. I don't know how you would call them, day, baby day spas. It just looked really cute. She was having a great time. So next time, we're just going to make sure we add some ice and both of us will probably be screaming our head off. Anyway, if you want to obviously get some more free tips and beyond this podcast and actually have a discussion with me, I've got a new free Facebook support group where I want ladies to be able to join in, have a part of a conversation. And honestly, uh, I'm going to give you a lot of free tips. It's like me being your personal coach for absolutely no cost. Um, Join the group. All you have to do is check the description box of this podcast and join. All right. So today's quick tip, as always, I always make sure I have a quick tip, is talking about front loading. Now, if you probably followed me um, two weeks ago, or if you're brand new, you probably won't have seen this, but if you followed me, you would have seen it. And we talked about front loading and how this can be useful. And I wanted to put this on the permanent tips page to help you in life, okay? So if you have goals that you've set for yourself in your day, this could be protein, this could be water, this could be steps. These are things that you wanna try and get done before the day ends. Now, instead of trying to think of when the day ends, because maybe at the end of the day, you struggle because you've got kids to look after, you clean the house, you gotta cook dinner. The day just kind of defeats you. And then you end up battling this uphill challenge of trying to get things done and there's just not enough time in the day. 
This is where we introduce front loading. So personally for myself, I used to struggle with always getting protein and honestly, most ladies that I train, they always struggle to get their protein. And when you struggle to hit your protein, the best suggestion that I can do for you is try to break it down. So a typical formula that I would give someone, say who needs to hit 100 grams of protein and eat four meals per day, is to eat 25 grams of protein in each of those meals. Meal one, meal two, meal three, and meal four. But things can happen between the end. So the start and the end is never identical. So maybe instead of having 25 grams at your last meal, you reduce it down to five and you add some of that towards the first two meals. So maybe a typical day you would have four meals per day. You would have 40 grams at breakfast. Then you have 30 grams after that, which makes it to be um, 70 grams. And then you just have 30 grams to hit at the end of the day in two meals. So this is what we call front loading. Another really good example is when my wife goes to work. She tries to hit at least 7,500 steps every single day. And so instead of trying to go to the gym straight after work and she has felt exhausted after working all day and maybe struggles to get the energy and motivation to go for a walk or train or go to the gym, instead what she does is she goes to work early by 20 minutes or 30 minutes and she walks around that area while listening to a podcast and drinking her water. So that's another suggestion for yourself. For me personally, this is what I've done right now. I try to hit two liters of water every single day and I'm up as early as 3.45 for work at my day job and I coach classes essentially. And I know that in those four hours of the day from 3.45 till eight o'clock before I have a gap, I try and drink two one liter water bottles or at least one one liter water bottle. And this is me front loading 50% of my water intake in just those first four hours. And guess what, towards the end of the day, I end up drinking more water because I put myself in a better position. So this is what we call front loading. But honestly, it's not scientific. I didn't make this up. This is just called doing stuff early, earlier in your day before things can actually interrupt you. And I've heard people who do the most busiest things that they can at the start of their day, so that at the end of their day, they can start to relax. And to me personally, you can even increase this level by doing things the night before to set you up for the next day. And I'm not sure about you, but when I grew up, I always packed my school bag before I went to sleep so that the next morning, because I know I was pretty useless in the morning, I still am, I can just get on with my day by grabbing my bag and I don't even have to think about it. And that's what I call the true expression of delayed gratitude, even though it's only 24 hours. So right now, what I want you to do is have a think about how can you use something like front loading to help you out? Maybe the first thing when you do is wake up a little bit earlier and have a read through your first 10 pages of your book. Maybe when you wake up, you already have your breakfast made for yourself because the night before it's just inside your fridge and you may have to microwave it, or it could be a smoothie that you've done prepared for yourself, which also has your protein intake in it. So maybe these are some suggestions that you can start to use and implement. And I highly recommend you have a sit down and think about what are some of the things that you struggle with right now and how you can front load it to become easier in your day. Okay, so on to the main topic today, 
We're talking about the foods that you should never eat and avoid to make sure that your weight doesn't keep crawling up, especially when you're trying to reduce the weight. But I've gone duped you and I've tricked you because there is no foods that you should ever avoid and never eat for the rest of your life. The reason why I'm saying this, well, I've had multiple clients over the last few years who keep bringing up these behaviors of, oh, wow, my weight's going down, my weight's going down. And then they go into a huge amount of guilt because they ate something that they said, I never should have eaten that because my weight has now started to increase. And I ask them, well, what the hell are you measuring your, your progress by? purely just by your weight. If you're doing this, then you're actually missing out. So I'm going to talk about the three topics that are going to help you understand why you should never exclude food out. And more than likely, the first one is going to resonate the most. And that's why I'm going to put it up first in today's podcast. The first thing you need to understand is your education. You need to be educated on why you need to know your weight needs to fluctuate. If you keep tracking your progress purely just by weight, then you're missing out on the fact of what the journey actually is. So if you're only thinking about if the weight only goes down factor, then you're probably lacking something else in your life as well because anxiety becomes taking over, or anxiety starts to take over, should I say. Because when you start to look at it like maybe as a business perspective, maybe this starts to make more sense to you. If money only needs to go up every single month, then what are you actually looking at? Money may actually go, or profits of your business may go up and down, but the trend is what we're looking at. Let's talk about this again now with weights. If your weight is fluctuating downwards, but you see one huge spike for one day of the week and it goes back down again to normal, this is what we call a trend. The trend is going down, your weight is not increasing. And the reason why you need to understand this is because so many things can actually affect your weight. Let's talk about this right now. You've woken up, you've taken all your clothes off, you've gone to the toilet, you haven't eaten anything, and you've done your raw weight. Your raw weight is now 65 kilos as an example. If you've done this, and then you started to have a cup of water, and then you stepped on the scales again, it comes 65.6, does that mean you should avoid drinking water? Definitely not. And that's what people were starting to say to themselves when they say, I should never eat this. Your body doesn't go into a fat loss phase for every single portion of your life, and nor should you always be in some sort of fat loss phase. You're missing out on too much by doing this. And the next thing I'm gonna talk about is your food relationships. If you have relationships with food where you have never eats and making sure that your weight doesn't go back up again, then you're gonna be in a bit of anxiety basically all throughout your life. So tip number two, we're talking about food anxiety. Should I eat this? Shouldn't I eat this? The reason why I don't want you to ever exclude something unless it doesn't actually agree with your stomach. So for myself, personally, I wouldn't tell someone who's lactose intolerant to go drink some milk because it's good for them because it really isn't. For myself, personally, I don't eat too much pork because it doesn't really digest well with my stomach anymore. So I actually avoid that. But if you're doing it just because of pure weight, you're missing out the fact that the reason why your weight's gone up is not because you ate that, the reason why your weight's gone up is because of sodium, retention of water, carbohydrates that hold onto water as well, and carbohydrates that actually store into your muscles, because that's how the body works. Carbohydrates need to store in your muscles. Then you're just avoiding amongst a lot of fear-based results, which is not a positive sign, might I add. 
What we want people to understand is nutritional healthy habits. Nutritional healthy habits that I talk about with a lot of the ladies that I train is based around are they eating foods based on their emotion or because of function? And what I mean by this is if you are eating because you are stressed, because you are sad, because you are bored, those are definitely emotion-based eating factors that you want to be able to go, okay, how do I work this around? And I've had a few ladies who actually first started off with me who when we work one-on-one, we get them to send their food photos of everything that they eat for the first two weeks just so they understand their lifestyles. And I had one particular lady who is doing amazing right now, but in the first week, she started to respond back to my messages by ignoring them essentially. Then she starts to avoid sending me food photos. So I sent her, I called her out basically, and I said, hey look, is things okay? Are you starting to feel anxious because you are not doing things perfectly? And she said, yes, I actually just got a little bit scared because I felt like I wasn't actually fulfilling my duties. I was like, well, we can't work through this if you feel shame and guilt. We need to make sure we understand that it is okay to be imperfect. It is okay to eat those six Tim Tams, but you have to understand we talk about why we did that so we can learn for the future. Because if we avoid those factors, if you avoid those actual confrontations, so to speak, and I'm using that with my inverted fingers commas, then you won't be actually able to learn. You have to make sure that those confrontations are opportunities for yourself to actually learn. So now I'm going to talk about tip number three. Now, before I do that, leave me a five-star review if you think that this podcast has been helping you or you've learned something new. It could be the tip of front-loading or it could be the fact that I've talked about food anxiety and education of why you should never avoid foods completely and never eat them. By the way, that also helps me, of course, put this podcast into the ears of the right ladies who want to listen and also develop their health and fitness while becoming fit, stronger and leaner too. So you'd be doing them a favor as well. So last but not least, tip number three, you're missing out on something else if you keep looking on the scales and that's the only way of tracking progress. So I want you to think of someone who probably you think has everything, okay? This person could have the money, this person could have the looks, this person might have the education and the job of their dreams. But in the background, what you're not seeing is probably they don't have great relationships with either people, partners, friends. They may be missing out on traveling. They may be missing out on development of themselves because they have to give all their time in other areas, including maybe not even getting enough sleep. So is that the sacrifice that you're willing to take? Why am I even talking about this? I'm talking about this because you may not understand this, but you're missing something out if you only focus on weight as your only way of tracking progress. So what do I mean? What are you missing out on? You could possibly be missing out on the fact that you're not functioning very well. Maybe you're getting a little bit, maybe you better have a blurry mind because you're not eating the right amount of foods because you're so concerned about your weight always going down and not maintaining. The next thing you could actually be focusing on and losing is function in terms of your body. You may not be feeling as strong as possible and you struggle to do small and simple tasks. Maybe your friends want to go for a hike. You join your friends and they start seeing that you're struggling and lagging behind because all you're worried about is seeing your weight on the scales go down as opposed to your function also working with you. So what is, what is actually more important to you in this example here? 
Do you want to keep avoiding foods and only looking at your weight go down? Or do you actually want to have a meaning to your life as well and actually having the energy and strength to do so? So maybe you're also avoiding on life occasions. So maybe when you go out with your friends and everyone's having anything that they want and eating it with guilt-free because they've learned to do this, maybe they're working with me and you're seeing how are they able to eat all that food and feel absolutely fine about it, but I have to avoid everything and I'm ordering something like a salad and not actually enjoying it. And then when you go, you know what, I'm not going to eat that as well. But because you haven't got the right mind frame and mindset towards it, then you feel super guilty about it. You feel super guilty that you so-called cheated on your diet and then you start to do a makeup for it instead. Whereas your friend gets to actually continue on with their life with no guilt at all because even though their weight went up the next day, they know the process of what's going to happen in the future moving forward. And yet you just feel guilty about the fact that you went out and you ordered something that wasn't, so to say, on your diet. So this then starts to affect you mentally. And the reason why I'm sharing this is because this is where I was. My background was me being a bodybuilder where I thought to myself, I only need to eat X amount of foods and these foods are the only thing I have. And I actually had no joy in going out. Now imagine that and that started to affect me moving forward because I then stopped becoming a bodybuilder. Maybe I would go down the path of being an unhealthy person and eating everything because of exclusion. I've excluded it for so long in my life. I start eating all these chips and burgers and pizzas and ice creams and bubble tea and wherever I'm not. And then I start to neglect my exercise and I go, you know what? It's just not for me because that's the only thing I perceive health and fitness as. Eating steamed chicken, broccoli and vegetables. And as that, I didn't want to do that anymore. I give it up completely. Now, what we want to actually teach here is the fact that health and fitness is a long-term journey. It is literally for the rest of your life. So to think that you can never eat something again seems so major that you're missing out on what the actual message is here. So hopefully this podcast has helped you out. Hopefully this will help a friend out too. So if you have someone who's always worried about the scales and thinking about it's going up and down and all that kind of stuff because of one meal that they're going to have, then that's something that you probably need to do and send them this episode right now because there is a lot of people out there who are following influencers, especially in the bodybuilding realm, who are seeing them eat only out of Tupperware. And that's for a different cause. That's for a different reason. These are people who want to dedicate their lives to stepping on stage and looking shredded and lean. But if you're listening to this podcast, we're doing this for the rest of our life and that stage life is only for an X amount of time before you start to learn what life actually is and how to balance it so you can actually be happy with your friends, go to these happy occasions with your partner and not feel guilt afterwards three or four days after and try to do a makeup diet for it. Okay, everyone, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Once again, if you feel like this was super useful, leave me a five-star review in Apple Podcasts and that's the only way that podcasts can actually grow. Also, the other way is for you to obviously share this episode with a friend. So if you can do that for me, that'd mean the world to me. And send me a DM on Instagram if you're a listener because I just want to know who you are because I actually don't know who listens to this podcast. So if you could be a client, you could be a friend, you could be a random person who's never messaged me or liked my stuff on Instagram, just send me a DM. I actually want to know who's listening. Take care, everyone, and have a great day. Keep building momentum.